Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Movies. We're doing movies today. This is a real, this is, this one's for real. I think this is like the most elegant thing you and I have ever talked about together as a film, right? Yeah, Fifty Shades, but yeah, sure. (laughs) Listen, hey everybody! Hi, hey everybody! Hello, yeah. My name is David Bell. And my name is Adam Ganser, and we just watched Tar. Tar, Tar. Short. <laughs> short for it's short for Tarzan. Tar. If you're here, then you already know who she is. Lydia Tar is many things. As a conductor, Tar began her career with the Cleveland Orchestra, Chicago Symphony Orchestra, the Boston Symphony Orchestra, until she had last arrived here at our own New York Philharmonic. In 2013, Berlin elected Tar as its principal conductor, and she's remained there ever since. Lydia Tarr has also written music for the stage and screen. She is one of only 15 EGOTs, meaning those who have won all four major entertainment awards. Thank you for joining us, Maestro. Thank you. It deserves to be roared. (laughs) Like that man. Like, yeah, it really deserves uh, like a roar. You can't do this on like a gentle, sweet way. No, 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 you can't. You really can't. No. Um, all right. Yeah. So this is, uh, we're, we're nearing the Oscars. Yeah. We're trying to cover, uh, I, I tried and I think I might've kind of failed to cover everything. Um, there's still some oh, like, did best you? pictures. Okay. That I, th- what was surprising That's is fun. that this year we had kind of already covered a lot of them. Well, um, you see a lot of movies. You watch a lot of yeah, movies. This isn't up for best picture. This is, um, uh, are you uh, sure? The, I think, uh, the Blanche is up for Best Actress, right? I think it's up for Best Picture, Dave. Oh, okay. Let me. I'm looking that up right now. As we, I'm, I'm almost certain. It, it'd be okay. shocking if it was not. Um, I guess spoilers for this film. Uh, you know, a, a movie that, like, I think it's weird. Is in my circles, people were talking about it. I don't know how popular this film is. It's on streaming. Uh, I would recommend go watch it. Um, oh, how, definitely. Yeah. Adam, how did you like Tar? Uh, I, I want to make sure I. It is one hundred percent up for best picture. It's also okay. up for It's also up for best director. It's also up for best screenplay. Well, who's the director? I know he's Todd um, Field. Todd Field. Todd Field. Yeah. Yeah. Who worked uh, as an actor in Eyes Wide Shut, and you yeah. can tell he's worked with Kubrick. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He also directed. He only directs like once in a while. He directed uh, in the bedroom that Andre Dubis yes. short story made in a he film. He was drippy on Aqua Teen. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's been in Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a varied career. So I'm going to answer your question. This is far and away my favorite film this year. Oh. Yeah, it really is. It's far and away my favorite film. Now I really like the Banshees of Inisherin. 
So yeah, yeah. So you you actually mean last year, right? Excuse me. Yes, yes. Twenty 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 two. Yes. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's far and away my favorite of the crop that's going to be up for best picture. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I think, and I've watched it twice now, actually, because I watched it long enough ago uh, that when you asked me to cover it, I was like, I kind of need to watch it again. It's been a little bit. Um, and the second time, I had extremely different emotions than the first time. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've seen contention online about what this film was about. Uh-huh. And I honestly, I don't. So I like this film as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like it was that complicated, though. Um, and I, I, like the movie, you haven't seen Triangle of Sadness, no, right? No, no. That's, that's one of my big blind spots, that and Fable. I'm not going to. Yeah, I won't spoil it. Um Triangle of Sadness, I felt the same way, though, which is that the message, which, again, I won't spoil, what in, in the end, it's, it's like kind of a no shit, where it's like, yeah, that, that it's what made it unique is how it's told, whereas that I don't find Tar particularly complex in its morals or message, I would argue. Only that it's, only that it's humanizing this phenomenon. I think yes. that's what makes it complicated. Um, and I think that when people say that it's complicated, so like people need to know what we're talking about. So this is the yeah. story of like a person at the very top of her field, which in this case is like, uh, she is a conductor, a maestro, um, which it turns out is a, a much more important job than it seems at first glance. Yes. she. They do a good job at making me go, okay. It's not you're not just waving your hands around, which I would uh, obviously the analogy here is she's a director. She mm-hmm. directs people. Mm-hmm. She's in or or she's a boss. She's mm-hmm. in a position of power right. and admiration. Correct. So and it and it's the story of her basically using that position to exploit uh people that work for her to sleep with her and yeah, young women specifically. And it going uh, and like promising them work favors. It's the classic exploiting your position of power uh, for like work favors and then not delivering those favors and that whole thing and punishing people for not, you know, for not wanting to participate in it and so on. Right. Uh, and then falling. It's a downfall story. Yeah. She, she gets found out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is what I mean where it was like, it's a straightforward because I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because of my vantage of people who this has happened to, where it's like at the end it was just sort of like, "Yep, <laughs> that's what happens." But right. it's a very good ex- exploration. It is a human, like it's not hu- Like when we say like it's the human humanized version, it's not trying to like be like, "Don't you feel bad for her?" No, it's not, not at that. All. No, it's showing how these people uh, exist within society. She's not completely a monster. She loves... There's a part where someone says, you have one relationship that isn't transactional. That's right. And she's sleeping in the next room. Her wife Referring to that. her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And they're right. It's like, yeah, she loves her daughter. She's not, a, she's not an ogre, but she has done monstrous things, and she has found a way to justify it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also exploration of how the world around her does this, like, removed academic... Because, like, one of the first things that happens in this... Um, is she talks with her mentor uh, yeah. and they speak. There's a part where he says something like, so-and-so once said that the true sign of intelligence is, you know, not like... How much can you uh, handle being, noise? How much can you handle noise? And then they're like, didn't that guy also throw his wife down the stairs? And they're like, oh, yeah. And they move on. Right. And it's this academic removal of of this idea of like, 
well, these people have a legacy and that's more important. Or like, it's, it's about, you know, like uh, that, like this is basically her racing her, her bad deeds to get her legacy. They're constantly, uh, they're constantly concert. They're constantly having, holding up a conversation about separating the art from the artist and about, how the art is not reflective of identity in a way that initially seems somewhat compelling because, you know, like, or at least somewhat logical. uh, Yeah. They present kind of a straw man, I would say. Right. Of course. Um, I, I don't think they, I think a lot of things were done on purpose. Right. Um, I think it's, I think it's very purposeful that they chose conducting an art that we don't really fully understand. Most people, Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was a mistake that they didn't show much of her as a talented like they don't really show they never go like look how talented she is. They show your they show the resume. That's yes, that's what they, they do. That's what I mean is they show other people talking about her. They never have a moment like a comparison I keep hearing this compared to Whiplash, right? Whiplash is a different film. Oh it's no. It's about a different thing. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Yes. It's not Whiplash. And, but like it's not Whiplash. Absolutely not. But um it has whiplash has a moment where they're like but look listen to the music it's so good right and i would say whiplash tells a story that justifies that more this never does that where they're like oh but boy can she conduct listen to that they don't care like the movie doesn't care if she's good you know what i mean the movie doesn't feel the need to prove that she's good it, yes it's stated yeah. as a fact i mean they show her doing her job and she's clearly she clearly has talent at understanding music Yes, there's they, no they question. Do, about they that. show it way later once we've yeah. already realized what she is. Right, you they know don't, what I mean? They didn't feel the need to justify it. That's 100% true. What's interesting yeah. is they present all these conversations that are the very ones that we have online in the quote unquote civilized discourse. And they, they manage to contextualize all of them so that the consequences of being an exploitative figure like she is are always sort of snugly butted up against the art versus artist conversation. Like it's really yeah. creatively done and very subtly done. And, and it's, it's very effective, I would say. Yes. Oh yeah. My favorite, um, cause it is like Kate Blanchett basically just doing fucking killing it. She's incredible um, in this. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's showing how a person like this can exist and justify it. Cause there's this idea at the beginning where they point out like, you know, you're a pioneer, you're a woman conductor. There weren't that many before you. Um, and so you realize right away, like she has, but at the same time, she's casting off any accusations of people being monsters. She She talks to this uh, guy in a classroom who's basically like Bach is, is a monster as, as, you know, as, as the, uh, like from where I'm standing, I'm not going to study or celebrate Bach. And you could argue that maybe it's like, well, you know, maybe you should still, if you're an art student, you should study people even if they're bad. That There's absolutely that argument. She does so that puts argument. Her, she makes, she that, makes argument. that argument. Yeah. yeah. And I, where I said it's a straw man is that I think that most students would, but I, I'm not a teacher. I don't know. Um, most students would agree with that, um, that it's like you can study a long dead person even if they're a monster. But... The point being that they they start with this way of like, oh, they're trying to frame it that like, yeah, we're on her side of that. Um, but then you, as they they keep talking, 
you realize that at, I, this is where I got what I got from it again, that the academic detachment, when they talk about the guy who threw his wife down the stairs, my thought was like, well, then maybe that saying right. isn't correct. I think that's what you know? I think that's what that's the quote unquote genius. I'm going to put that in quotes right. of, of the movie is that they managed to make you feel both sides of the argument impactfully, I would say. Right. Yeah, but and I think that's hard to do. I, well, and that's hard to do in this climate, I would say. Yeah. You know, I, that's why I went b- back to like, I think ultimately what they say weren't, wasn't too complex, though. That's true. Um, because the answer, they never asked the question, nor should they, should they, does this woman deserve to see consequences? Of course she does. Yeah, she the does. movie thinks yeah. that. Yeah. She is in a position of power and she should be taken away. And ultimately, spoilers she still maintains power at the end she's just uh in her nightmare world she's now playing like an anime convention um which is like uh jason pargin who saw this i described it as like a one giant joke and that's the punchline um that's funny yeah because it kind of is and but the idea is like she's still doing fine you know like she didn't actually see any consequences legally um, for what she did, she lost. She, uh, but like, this is where it's like, I don't know, man. I, she, I'm not. I don't think that anything happens to her that she doesn't deserve. Like, let me let that out right up top. Of course, of course. But she, she lost the thing she loved, which is the prestige and being, being right. seen as one of the masters, and you know, being at the top of her field. That's gone. She lost all that. She lost it, but I you would know? argue she threw it out. I agree. Um, I completely yeah. agree with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's it's semantics here, but like. The point being that it's like, again, at the end, it's like, you're right. She lost her legacy that she was uh, uh, holding, you know, in this such high regard. But like, she's not poor, you know, like she's fine. She's she's it's it's I liked the idea that it's um, that I saw theories that the ending is actually a fantasy. I don't know if that's, that's true. Because she, she I has think to move back into her parents house. She, mm-hmm. she like, I mean, I'm not arguing with you. Like, I'm just arguing. What is the movie saying? Because, right. because like, I think by the metric of how do we evaluate like the Louis CKs of the world or whatever, like she, she didn't suffer consequences in that she didn't go to jail or something. Uh, but like for her legacy was everything. That's what the whole first 30 minutes of this movie is about. Like that's her, well, that's what everything's record, about for her. I don't think the movie needed to punish her more. I think the point is, is that it's ultimately, not enough? It, well, it's more of just like, I don't, I don't know if it's enough or not. Um, I don't, they don't like, she didn't kill anybody, you know what I right, mean? Right, right. She abused her position and um, there's, at least it's implied that it's all consensual, but of course she is exerting, you know, she's using her position to to get the thing she wants well she's so, like she's literally doing quid pro quo to be clear she's yeah, she's she's yeah. literally grooming women to be like to get orchestra positions and stuff because right. they know Which, her and yes. then and then punishing them if they don't do what she says exactly so what she's you know? doing is objectively wrong and bad and right. exploitative right i'm i what i was saying is like you know very clearly she's not there's um i don't think there's any technical law she's breaking right um that's true right i think that's the idea which is that like no i didn't expect her to go to jail i think what the movie's pointing out more is like 
she did something that is that feels like you should go to jail for she did something really bad someone kills themselves because of her yeah that's right um she is exploiting these young women um but in this world the worst that can happen to her is she just has to go to another country and like get pampered and and do a slightly you know a worse job in her mind you know what i mean like she has to move back home but the home is fine um mm. she's it's 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 the idea like i think of her ego is the biggest thing that gets punished here that's true end. yeah yeah that's true um, I, mean, I mean yeah everything she doesn't get her legacy but the whole point i thought of the movie was like this is that the 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 reverence we put for the legacy is exactly the problem mm. like she at some point at some point she feels untouchable because she's like 100 i'm a great yeah i'm a yeah. great maestro what's gonna happen to me i can do whatever i want there's this great moment with her daughter where she finds this very early in the film by the way she finds out her daughter's being hit by another kid and yeah. she goes up to that kid and says, if you do this again, I will get you and nobody will believe you because I'm an yeah. adult and you're not. And you and like later on in hindsight, you realize, oh, that's who she is behind closed doors with everybody. I will get you and nobody yeah. will believe you because yeah, yeah, I yeah. am the maestro. Yeah, that's wild. You know, like uh, like there's so many cool moments that like when you think about it in hindsight, you realize what was actually going on there. Yes. You know? Because there's there's a haunting that's happening, too. Yes, there's yes. A, there's a supposed supernatural element, and I think, through, I think that threw people off. I think that's why I've seen people go like, oh, the last, the third act is all in her head, which I'm just like, why? why? Like, I, I don't know, man. Um, I think it's supposed to show that is the actual guilt that she is just tucking away. Yeah, that's exactly like what it that, is. Yeah, that idea that she knows what she's doing is bad and she's being haunted by it, but it's like she's perceiving it as external forces. Um, I think the guilt is a way of of telling us that everything about the world that she in, is invested in to start the film is also built on a bit of fiction. Like there's right. a there's a really key moment at the end after she's lost everything where she goes back to her brother's house and we find out her name isn't even Lydia. Like, it's Linda. It's Linda. It's a totally different name, implying she has this whole other person that she is, and yep. other world that she is that she has suppressed to be Lydia Tar. Yeah, because the other thing they show in that sequence is she clearly didn't come from a bad childhood. They no. sh like her. Her room is highly decorated. She's been. They recorded all her stuff. Um, they were clearly uh, proud of her. Um, it uh, like. The point being that it's like if someone is ashamed of where they come from, that could mean where they came from was abusive or horrible, but it doesn't it doesn't seem that way. It seems like she doesn't like that she came from roots that felt simple. Right. Like I think Linda to Lydia, you know, she's trying to glamorize and make herself more sophisticated. She continues to say like of like she says, for instance, of the young woman who commits suicide, she wasn't one of us. That's right. her reaction to that news. She wasn't one yeah. of us. And she like, couldn't hack it. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, Be it's haunting. Yeah. It, yeah. Because it's, it's because it's all built into, this is, this is where it intersects with whiplash is the idea of a competitive art form where you can hack it or you can't being mm -hmm. a really easy way to abuse people where it's that, that's what it is. She's using this world to be abusive 
because it's like, hey, you can't hack it. It's a competitive world out there. But of course, um, the thing we're learning is they do these auditions and she's using the auditions to find women to groom. And they right. audition behind this barrier to imply that they don't see the people, but she has, found, right. she has found ways to figure out who they are. And they're a number, right? That's right. And so it's like, I'll pick this number. Um, and I think, of course, that reflects the fucking climax of the movie. What I would consider is the brothel. Because after she's completely... Uh, because like you're talking about this fiction, this idea of like um, putting a buffer between what she is um, and reality or what she thinks she is in reality um, is... But again, people should have watched this movie, so I'm not gonna go through the they, movie. They need, they um, do need to go. They, this yeah. is worth watching to have a deeper emotional consideration of 100 percent the things that have happened and the, like the the stories that we've heard in the last like you know yeah like this is a a, a slightly fresh re almost like a repackaging of the issues in again. A way. That's th- that's why I was comparing it to that other film because. I don't think this movie is saying anything profound. It's just putting it, telling the story really well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like showing it. Cause so near the ending, she goes to this other country. I don't think they named the country and she's doing this other gig and she goes to the hotel and she's like, is there a place to get a massage? And the guy gives her a, a place to go to and she goes in and she realizes way too late. It's one of them sex places. Right. Um, and they say to her, she walks into a room called the fishbowl and it's filled with young women with numbers on their chest. And they say, pick a number. And one of the girls uh, looks directly at her and she runs outside and she vomits. And like, I, I was like, oh, what does that mean? And Hannah was watching it, picked up on uh, it immediately, which is that she's got seen. She was finally seen by like that, that moment she's doing what she's doing is no different than what she was doing during the auditions. But mm. this is like the raw version it's they're treating her like she is they're saying who do you want to have sex with pick a number and she uh, can't which handle is, that right yeah she can't handle the fact that that's the reality rushing to her right like that's how i interpreted it after talking about it which is like they're treating her as what she actually is or what she's been like right which yeah, is like she was hiding off right yeah yeah that she was hiding under behind the auditions and the art that they're like, no, you're just picking a number of a woman you want to sleep with. That's what you were doing this whole time. And so just do it. Pick the number. And then, like, Hanna was pointing out that we never really see the faces of the other women. Uh, and so it seems like it's all around the idea of, like, not wanting to be seen by these people. Like, we never see the redhead. Even yeah, in pictures, right? That's right. We all, her, her, her face is always obscured by the hair. That's right. Yeah. It's the shame. It's the right. idea of like not wanting to be exposed and she's hiding behind all these other, this other world in order to be a predator. Yeah. I mean, uh, what do you make of the dog where she sees that dog that's chasing her? Do you think that's like her seeing herself? I don't know. That's that... the stuff where people start, people start interpreting like, does the dog represent guilt? She hears the women screaming. Yeah. Um, yeah there's apparently there's apparitions like in shots like you can see people in the background in certain shots oh when she gets up at that's night interesting yeah i guess like it's but that one's obvious she's being haunted by this woman right who killed herself right how did right. you interpret the dog 
Uh, that was the hardest thing for me to interpret in the whole movie. Like, I feel like uh, maybe it's probably some form of self punishment. One, right? Like, uh, she seemed the only thing that seems to genuinely scare her is death and consequences. Right? Like, uh, yeah. like she remember that scene where she like encounters the old woman who needs to be transferred to the. Oh, I loved that and because like, what it happens, made her sick. Yes. Right? It made her sick. And then it's, I, yes, because she doesn't, yeah, she's seeing a future she doesn't want, right? Right. Um, and also, what I loved about that is she has sympathy. She helps the old woman. And then later, when things are going really wrong, they come, they show up at the door and they're like, listen, we're going to try to sell the apartment. Um, we noticed you were like doing rehearsals in here. And she like says like, oh, you're welcome. Like, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm you're welcome. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, can you keep it down? And the moment they challenge her artistry, her genius, she flips. Right. She loses her mind. She plays the accordion and starts screaming horrible things. Like your mother's in hell and stuff like that. um, Or whatever she says. And so you realize like like the the mask comes off so easily the moment you imply to her that she's not a genius or that what she does isn't good. because again, she sees what she does as like so amazing that it's like, how could you question me? You know, how could you, what's a few lives for what I'm doing? That's the impression I got from that. Right. Which kind of, I mean, I think that is necessary to like, to become a kind of uh, Harvey Weinstein character, right? Is it, right. like, you have to believe you're entitled to that, right? Like to, mm-hmm. to, yeah i mean that feels like that's what that's about i think she's in a world that is like she's in this world that congratulates entitled to it yeah right yeah well that's right congratulate all the old people and i think that's where the um millennials come into play because yep she starts using a word uh and at first you don't pick it up right away but then she starts using all the time robots Mm -hmm. she says these millennial robots these these robots robots. yes Uh, and it reminds me of um, Elon Musk loves to call people NPCs. Um, and it's because <laughs> they think they're the main character. That's right. Like they think that. Yeah. But also she's she's what she's describing is that young people starting to reject that way. Right. Like they're starting to reject the system that uh, is allowing her like the reverence. That's what's and, so like, great about that cellist, the Russian cellist who she yeah, is she clearly trying to fuck. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't care about her work as a conductor. She isn't inspired by the greats. She doesn't think like, for instance, Bach and Beethoven are that interesting. Uh, she doesn't go and like, listen to the old tapes. She, yep. she watches YouTube of cellists and stuff. Yeah, you know? but Tar, he, she wants to fuck her, so she right. tolerates it. She's like, oh, okay. Like, she treats her completely differently than that right. other guy. Exactly. Because she didn't want to fuck that guy. Right. That's, well, <laughs> that's right. What's I mean, another fascinating aspect is, like, how much all these people actually hate each other. Yes. Uh, behind, like, uh, behind an incredibly curated civility. Like, she has this this lunch with this guy, Elliot, who runs a society of some kind that seems like it's funding things for her. Like their relationship is not completely clear, but he's yeah. not, he's not a great conductor. He's a, he's a, a bull, an average conductor, I guess is what we're supposed to. According to her, right? Like according we don't to really him too. Know. 
according oh, to him yeah, too. That's true. He 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 acknowledges that she's a genius and he's not. He like yeah. As soon as the story is out about her, he he cannot wait to triumph over her, oh, and yeah. uh, like they, there is real viciousness between them, for sure. And it's yeah, fascinating. They, oh yeah, and I I've experienced stuff like that firsthand. Like I do think there is that if you're in a competitive industry where everybody is kind of secretly like, I want to do better than everybody else. That's right. The moment someone, uh, the moment someone is like, Oh, you're like, that is the flip side. The moment someone is, um, exposed to being terrible. It, it does create a situation where everybody can say, okay, we're, we're dropping you like a bad habit, which I'm not saying they shouldn't. But it is funny because it suddenly like everybody is like, oh yeah, I never liked that person. Right, <laughs> and you it's were like, always well, bad. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. Um, and it's like you can say I liked that person. You can say like, oh, I thought Louis C.K. was funny. Too bad. Like, too bad. We're not. We don't have to support him anymore. Like, you can still not support them and admit that up until that moment you were a fan because like it's okay to do that it's a it, like no one likes being feeling tricked or wrong so i think that's a way that people do that but in this case it's that like they're in a already competitive place where it really does feel like everybody just already hated each other uh to begin with like it's there's no friendships here because it, it really is the idea that they're all at work and this is why you're supposed to have friendships outside of work right yeah, I mean, at least in theory. <laughs> you know, everybody like, wants like, to be top dog. Right, right, and right. And so it's like, if that's your entire social circle, like we, me and Jason were talking about this movie uh, when we were talking about American Psycho. That's where it came up because it's a similar environment, right? Where it's like everybody is kind of trying to get something from everybody else. Right. There's a lot of transactional relationships, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, and the moment she can't provide something, and it goes both ways, is like the moment the mask is off, she also does it. She also like is insulting and horrible. Um, yeah, yeah she, she is vicious to him in a way that's like, yeah. wow, you really never respected this guy. Uh, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's not terrible. He's not that bad to her. That that should uh, be clear. Like, he, he doesn't... He's, it's all not, behind the civility mask, though. That's the thing. Right. Like, it's like he didn't need to say, for instance, I trust we'll never see each other again. Like, that's yes. his way of saying you fucked up. You know, like. Uh, yes. He doesn't care right. what she did. He's just like, haha. I'm yeah. Now it's ahead. my turn. Now it's my yeah, turn. Yeah, because right. he's part of that system. Like, that's the whole thing is then you see a good comparison is um, the young woman that she's trying to groom who after the accusations come out isn't gloating she's just like i don't want to i don't want to be near you like she's sort of like she, like they go to the hotel and she's like well yeah, what are you doing later and she's like oh i have something and walks away and it's like it's clear she's not interested in her anymore um because she's genuinely horrified by her it's not about like leveraging it you know what i mean yes because the, they're presenting that's the funny thing is for all the, the first millennial we see feels like a straw man but what they're ultimately saying is like they're functioning on actual morals they we're not trying to broadly comment on any generation no. but i think it's it's showing how the new generation and i think this is true is a lot more mindful of a person's actions instead of their legacy right i think it's i think it's showing how much uh, how much 
people get entrenched in certain entitlements and behaviors and how they are like in her case, in Tara's case, like she doesn't even want to be considered as a woman like that bothers her because she wants to be a part of this grand institution. She wants exactly. She wants to eat at the place that Beethoven ate. She wants to like, you know, and, and anybody who doesn't, that was such a good scene. Yeah. Anybody who doesn't honor that tradition is like an alien to her. She doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't understand people like that. Unless she's trying to fuck them. That's the whole thing. Or she overlooks them. She'll overlook it then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that millennial, uh, the, the young woman that she's grooming, like, again, she doesn't like, she's the big thing about her is also it's implied that she's also talented, right? She's good. She's definitely good. She wins votes that are anonymous votes to be a soloist and so on. Yeah, that's right. She's good. And she, and the, the, that, what they're implying there is the idea of like, you don't have to actually respect the institutions or study Beethoven mm-hmm. to be good. You can right. just be good. You and can just that's be the thing at the end when she's like, she's like, all right, fuck off tar. Like it's again, she doesn't need anything from her. She's not playing the same game. Um, whereas tar feels like, yeah, it's all politics. Um, and like, I love that scene where she's having lunch with her, which she's real like, she's doing like this it's the start of the grooming where it's like there's no reason for her to be doing this lunch and she says right. to her like she's going on the menu she's like there's really nothing if you don't eat meat i'm sorry the, the cucumber salad i hear is good um and then they talk about how this is where places where beethoven sat and stuff and then the the girl orders something like i think with me and then tar says i'll have the cucumber salad because you realize there's nothing there for her to eat Right. She doesn't. She like also the place. doesn't want to be there, really. If yeah. she thought about it at, at all deeply, she thought right. it was an impressive place and it's part of the institution. Yeah, and this girl, like, she also is like, oh, every d- we we leave flowers on this like a socialist icon's grave is revolutionary, and she says we we do it on this date, and she's like, oh, is that her birthday? And she's like, no, it's International Women's Day, and so it's like the idea that like Tar is completely ignorant to the idea of social causes. Or to the idea of like that there's anything else in the world. Like it's she's not right. interested in people or right. causes about people, whereas this young woman clearly is thinking about that stuff. Well, again, because she Lydia is no longer part of a real world. Like, I mean, that's what yeah. continues to be reinforced in her dialogue with her, you know, older mentor figure, in her yeah. her lunch with the like the way that she's talked to with the New Yorker guy. Like all her colleagues and her are detached from the real world. And so like any journey into it uh, right. it's, is it's actually very, like, traumatic for her. Yeah. You know? It's a very like stuffy liberal world. Like it's it's again interviewed by the New Yorker. Like all the jokes are really like oof. um uh and like you're right is that's part of the punchline at the end because at the end basically she's she's leading an orchestra at like an anime convention and it's the theme to monster hunter the implied the implication (laughs) there is i didn't know that that's great oh yeah and of course monster hunter who's the monster who got hunted but also it's kind of the punchline of like yeah who gives a fuck about classical music anyway like what she like it's kind of that where it's like you're right it's this big insular world and at the end of the day it's just like i don't know she could also be doing an anime convention <laughs> like it's like it, this is the this is the low art for her but at the end of like it's it is kind of just like taking the piss out of it um where it's like yeah who gives a shit about this insular weird world 
that they're acting that's like that's true. Yes. Yeah, that she's the most she's so important because she's really good and at classical music and it's like, yeah, she might be better than Mark Strong, but at the end of the day, she can be replaced by him. And she well, is. And at the end of the day, this is somewhat trivial. It's you music. know like, like Yeah, it's 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 not like, even music. It's not even like she's not a music well, she is a musician. She's not even the musician here. Right. You know, uh, like, I think you're absolutely right. The movie is sort of gently saying that because she, yeah, like every time, like there's several like real world things that she can't really handle or doesn't like know how to yeah. interact with like death. Her world, yeah. Her world falls apart when her assistant yeah. leaves because she passes up her assistant That's right. uh, who's clearly been working her fucking ass off for yeah. her. Well, yeah. and clearly was groomed. It, like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. It, like, yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, clearly, clearly, Lydia exploited that relationship. Yes, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, and she's just not able to handle it. She's also like stealing her wife's pills. Yep. Uh, like I don't know if that's just just to get high or if it's like she telling us it, she can't cope the, with reality. I don't know. Yeah, the idea is she has heavy anxiety, right? And the anxiety is, I think, in the form of her being haunted. And again, it's this idea of like they do a good job with this, where they're like. We're not saying poor her. We're saying that if you do terrible shit, you're going to get anxiety. <laughs> like there's this yeah. level of like guilt, but I also think it's what you're saying which is that she's doesn't she doesn't like interacting with the real world. Absolutely. Um that is a big part of it. It's like she likes the fact that everything is kind of curated for her, right? Right. I mean, um, yeah, she doesn't know how to handle any of that. Like she doesn't even like she doesn't even do her own emails. Right. You know, like, it's this, like, what? Yeah, and ultimately, like, she deals with it when it when she's thrust upon her, when it's, like, you know, by the end, she's just having to deal with this shit herself. Um, and she, she even, like, seems to kind of try to enjoy it. Because they mention that she, like, worked with tribes and stuff. Like, there's there's this idea that, like, oh, yeah, she's been in, in the shit, you know? She's... She knows what it means to be like a struggling artist, but she's so detached from that that she like, I feel like in the end, she's like trying to like romanticize it a little bit uh, when she's moved on. Um, like she stops for that waterfall. Um, she's trying to get a log, but you could tell that like, yeah, she really doesn't like the harsh realities of the world because again, those are the things she's constantly trying to avoid. Right. And she's, hiding behind that yeah. privilege that she has yeah that part i think this is one of those like it's sort of just painting an entire picture you know what i mean it's sort it's sort of like not even necessarily yeah. examining the relationship between all those things yeah i think it's also pointing out again that like at the end of the day she's gonna be fine like she's she's living in a she's going at this nice hotel she's going on these like seeing this beautiful sight she's traveling again like she's yeah, she's doing like an anime convention, but like it's like at the end of the day, again, it's not like she's like, I don't know, working a nine to five job, you know, like she's still um, she's still able to do some version of her craft for money. That's 100 yeah. percent true. And like uh, and, and she's, I, more importantly, she's still in charge of people, which is what it really comes down to. That's true. Like, that's yeah, yeah, the that's thing true. is like she's still she's probably going to continue to abuse her power because hmm. I think what they're showing is a person who continues to hide. Like it's a it's a, that idea, right? It's someone doing monster stuff 
and they're hiding that guilt from themselves, which again is why like the one time they're confronted with it in the brothel, they're, they're, they're sickened by it. Yeah. Repulsed. Yeah. Yeah. And I that's think that's an element of like these protective barriers she's putting between what she's really doing to people and what she's telling herself. And so yeah, the movie never really right. shows. Yeah, the movie never reconciles that because why would it? Like that's unrealistic, right? Well, and if it did, I think it would be, uh, it would feel less true. Weirdly. Yeah, exactly. You know because what I mean? People like, don't. People don't just say, "Oh, I learned my lesson." You know. No, it's really yeah. Uh, no, it takes. It's a long, slow process to learn any lesson. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. I didn't think about that, actually. I didn't think about the fact that she's still going to be conducting people. That's right. That didn't, that, that she didn't lose that. And a lot of movies in different eras that she would be, you know, like strapped to a burger chain or something. Right? right. Like, that, like, that's how they would resolve it in the past. And now that's they why, don't. Yeah. And I think this was actually a really realistic way of showing it. Because, yeah, there is consequences. She has been disgraced, for sure. But ultimately... The problem hasn't been solved. She is still in charge of people and can use her power to get what she wants from them, right? Like, that was actually the problem. And uh, honestly, I don't know how you solve that necessarily, you know? Um, I mean, not, not if she continues to be a conductor. Yes. And right? it's like, yeah, it's, it, that's, of course, all the question of this is like, that's why people don't like supporting people and it's like as as a as a consumer there's certain things to do but it's like yeah what are you gonna do you can't ban her from a job like right and if you can't charge her with a crime she's not gonna go to jail so that's why i thought it was like a, a very realistic ending in that it's kind of frustrating where it's like she doesn't really learn anything she's just kind of still in charge of people it's just in her mind her legacy has been tarnished which yeah that, you know, that's affecting her psychologically. Um, but did really anything happen? Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't un, it doesn't un, undo the suicide that that young woman, exp- you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't exactly. do that. So, it like, it's not proportionate. Undo, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. And uh, again, like, it's the movie's not trying to moralize. It's not trying to say one thing or another, which is, I think, why I like it. Right. Is it's so just too. sort of saying this is this is what would happen, you know. This is the this is it. Are these consequences enough for her, or are they not? She's still in power. She's still in control. You know, like, um, so like, I would I would argue like, no, nah, she's probably going to victimize some more women. There's no reason to think that she turned a corner here. Yeah, like the entire third act is definitely her sprinting away from. Like, right, she, she leaves like us she, the fucking country. Like there's no, there's no, there's no like, and then she checked into therapy. Like you know, like the, none of yeah. that happens. You know, right, right. She just uh, gets away from it so she can create a new she, lie. She has to leave. Uh, yeah, she has to leave. And I mean, I, you're right. I guess on the trajectory she's on, there is no reason to believe that she would stop. Right. That's true. Um, and I'm like just I'm rolling around in my mind. Is that really what the movie is trying to tell us? And I guess it is. I I think the movie. Yeah, I I the question of what the movie is trying to tell us. That's why I was saying like maybe if it's not something that people are have been experienced or like 
And like, it's again, it's a very good telling, right? Yeah. Of this. Um, but it's not trying to like uh, give us like a grand moral. It doesn't feel like it's just sort of mulling these ideas around in its head, which I think, again, I like, I don't think movies have to have the answers. It never. So one thing it doesn't do is call into question whether we should have liked the music she conducted. Right. And that actually might be the, the one sleight of hand, interesting thing about that. Like the fact that they made her a conductor means we don't have to question her music per se. Like she isn't Bach. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that was kind of deft, but on the part of the writer director so that you don't, so that they can still kind of have this art, like separate the art from the artist conversation without yeah. really examining that in any kind of detail. Right. That's, that, you know? I think, yeah, I think that was on purpose. I, I think oh, I we agree. see her, yeah, we see her work a little bit and, but it's not the point. And in fact, the girl she's grooming is like, thinks of what seems to be a better, she's, con- she's composing something on her piano. And the girl's like, I think this might be better. And she just sort of dismisses it. And I think the implication is like, this girl's probably more talented than her. <laughs> like, she's considered uh, I don't know the best. If that's, I don't know if that's what we're supposed to take from it. I, I think mean, the idea is this girl has potential. Yeah, she um, has potential. 100%. And she, one day she will. I think what they're implying is like, Tar is good at what she does, 100%. Um, but it's the idea of like, nothing is worth human lives, obviously. That's right. Um, and yeah. there will be others. Like, that's the idea, I think. And it's the idea of every new generation also builds upon the last and hopefully uh, does a little more. You know, like they were kind of talking, they were implying that, right? Where she's like, the composers before me were, yeah, they were seen as like circus acts, um, the women composers, rather. And so, like, she is, you could argue she is sort of like, uh victim's the wrong word but like she is getting plowed over by the idea of progress right as well is or she's like, getting will... swept up into that is that what you mean yeah and that idea of like the people yeah. who are actually trying to find equality and progress like they're not going to fucking bow down to the system or have reverence for the legacies of people who are shitty like that's a part of the step right which is like and she doesn't every... want to she doesn't want that that's yeah. the part she doesn't want to adhere to. Yeah, like I think part yeah. of it's kind of uh, a generational divide that we're seeing too in the movie. It could be. I mean, uh, it, it could be. Yeah, I don't know what to think about, for instance, the scene in Juilliard, having seen it twice. I definitely felt way more uncomfortable the whole time the second time. The, the first time I... Yeah, it was amazing. Wonder the first time I watched it, I was like, "This is an interesting conversation." Like, a kind of a bold move for of the film to bring this up on its face. Right. The second time, kind of knowing where we're going, uh, and especially like watching the poor student with his leg shaking, like the clearly being really stressed out by Again, her. Yeah, tremendous scene. Like yeah. we haven't talked about this, but the the movie making, the filmmaking is great. But, it's very yeah. good. It's also very. Um, it's it's one of the most gently filmed f- movies in a very long time. Like yeah. you won't, you'll never notice what the director's doing, but they're doing a lot of very cool things. Right. Uh, so it's well directed. The scene with the with uh, the young man, I think that a lot of if you don't already have like strong emotional feelings about this issue, but are like sort of, 
I think uh, a person who likes to kind of dabble intellectually with both sides of that argument, you'll probably feel like she's making a great point until he flips out. Right. Well, you know? I, I think... But yeah, then in kinda... hindsight, that's not true. In hindsight, it's like, no. Right. Uh, she's actually ter- terrorizing this guy. It's the uh, academic like emotional removal. That, right. And it's the reverence for tradition. Because I think what they're saying, because again... Mm-hmm. Again, the guy who throws uh, the fucking woman down the stairs that they're quoting as well. It, I think what they're saying is one, if they weren't the person, someone else like that, that idea, that theory that he says like, uh, people are more intelligent based on how much they can tolerate noises. It's just like, that's not true. That's not true. Or how, um, sen- how sensitive they are to noise. Yeah. And it's like, that's yeah. objectively not true. They're acting like it's this, um, it's act they're acting like this it's this deep truth and then they note that he threw his wife down the stairs so what i'm actually hearing is that guy's an asshole well what's and interesting he thought is, he was he thought he was smart because he didn't like loud noises i have um, a i i have a different take on that and i think sure. i i think we're going to end up in the same place on it yes. but i think the point is like the statement is that you know, is your genius is commensurate to the idea that you're sensitive to noises. And then they bring up that he threw his wife down the stairs and they go, but what does that have to do with his art? That's the next question, right? Yes. So then we, then we cut to she's being bothered by noises and her noises are guilt, which is to say that it actually does have to do with his art. Yes. Because like, it's actually like a way of sort of setting up this great other counterpoint. That's great. Yes, that's that. Yes, we are arriving at the same place because the idea is like just that analogy of the scent, like the thing versus it's like, no, he clearly has a bad temper. Uh, That's that's why he thinks that. And so they they never stop to say, well, if this person was flawed, maybe their art was flawed. Maybe the mess because they're constantly talking about what the composer is saying with their art. Right. And this student is saying didn't this person like father like 20 kids and was a scumbag? And she's saying like, it doesn't matter. What about the music? And it's like, but that does matter because it's the artist, the artist and the art are one in the same. And the idea of like, are we going to hold reverence for art that, that what they're actually trying to say and what this kid, I think the idea is he's nervous. He can't articulate it, but what he's coming, what he's circling is the idea of like, yeah, maybe, maybe we shouldn't, like hold that art in such highest like esteem if it was made by someone who doesn't actually have a good grasp of reality or a good grasp of how to behave right it's, it's like certainly yeah. it's certainly bringing that up it's certainly it's bringing, bringing it that question up uh i mean i it's, think the other undercurrent of that scene is to show the impact that she has on people because of her reputation right like just the amount of like how much people yes. look up to her. This idea that you he's know? daring to challenge her too. Um, well, and she feels nervous about he's it. Ner- you yeah, know? yeah. And of course, how dare someone challenge her? Period. Right. right. Um, yeah. And again, I think it's no it's no accident that this actor happened to work on a Kubrick film because like Kubrick is of course the ultimate question of that. Oh, which good is like, point. That's yeah, a that's, great point. That he was the pianist yeah. and eyes wide shut this actor and so i can only assume he got uh, a buttload of kubrick and of course the answer always is and i think you'd agree with me is that no art is worth human misery or pain um no absolutely emotional not. or physical not, yeah not uh 
No, not not. Uh, how do I say this? It, not when it's violating anybody's sense of propriety or goodwill or uh or like certainly in Kubrick's case I think consent. Yes. I think there are times he like legitimately would just force people to do takes that drove them out of their mind and stuff. Right. And you know, you can also say uh that doesn't mean the art itself is bad. Um like you could there could still be good art resulted in terrible behaviors. However, you can make good art without doing that. And that's what it's like comes down to, which is like I love The Shining. Kubrick shouldn't have done that. <laughs> he shouldn't have done what he did to make that there's film. Some, there's some pretty heinous things. Yeah. Yep. Like, Great and movie. Like, bear uh, in mind, we're not talking about him like beating somebody or committing a crime. No. We're talking about him like legitimately psychologically berating his actors relentlessly right. until they you yep. know, just can't hang with him anymore. And if, um, and if him not doing that means that The Shining couldn't get made, then that means he's a bad director. Like that, that's what that comes down to. Right. Is like, if yeah. you can't make the movie without abusing your actors, then you're not good. You're bad. Like you're that's bad, true. not talented. And so like, that's going back to like the reverence for the artist and stuff where it's like, yeah, but it got, it was good and it got made. And it's like, yeah, but does that make him a good artist? Like if that was the only way to achieve that same with like Werner Herzog, people who've made things that are, I think are good are well-made, you know, are a piece of art. But it still is like, what does that say about the artist if they can't do that without hurting someone? That, like, surely he can make a movie without hurting someone. People right. do it all the time. Without breaking up a marriage or without, yeah. you know, like, uh, without make... driving his actors to near insanity. Right. Uh, People make beautiful works of art without hurting anyone. <laughs> right. I Like, yeah, I love that you brought up Kubrick because I feel like that's actually... Like, I feel like Todd Field is uniquely qualified to make this film in, in light of that. Yeah, and I think this is... Uh, a lot of it, I feel like, is about Kubrick and directors. It's uh, about it's about workplace abuse. I mean, ultimately, yeah. that's that's what this film's really about. It's You're workplace right. abuse. You're right. It can It's everything. It's it's an ad agency. You know, like, it doesn't yeah. matter where it is. It's still work. It's someone using the fact that they are... Uh, everybody's... They're the boss. And they, they, I think in art it works really well because it's this extra layer of they're also a genius. Right. She's yeah. unquestionably like she, that's, I think, what, why this film is smart is it never wastes your time with things that you can just easily assume. Right. Like it doesn't waste your time proving she's great. Instead, while you're hearing her resume, you're watching how, how carefully constructed this image of her actually is right. You're watching, you're watching them like cut the tiny little inches. that are going to be her suit jacket and her pick from thousands of albums, the actual bust of her that she wants to take for her book cover and like her, yeah. like meticulously, like, you know, doing these breath exercises before she does the interview. Like it's all very much constructed, which is why later in the movie, she has this amazing line where they're like going to take pictures and they show a bunch of like, you know, attractive looking. And I use that word on purpose, attractive looking photos of female conductors that are like, seem, seem more like beauty photography. Right. And she's like, can we do something a little less considered? <laughs> yeah. 
And the cut is to her with this gigantic tome of music that's, number one, extremely considered. And number two, she's never done a single thing that wasn't considered. Right, of course. Her entire, her name is considered. Everything yeah. about her is considered. Yes. You know, it's great. It's really oh, well that done. Is, that is really well done. Yeah, it's And really yeah, well I think that's the ending punchline of taking this extremely, like, dignified character and then on to- doing the Monster Hunter theme. And on top of it, they make it the credit song, and that song is a banger. <laughs> and I think the implication is like, this is good too. <laughs> like Beethoven, yeah. sure. Also this. <laughs> like this thing that's beneath her, it's like, this is good. Like, do you not also like this? You know? And this is like music for the newer generation. And again, like the you know, YouTube uh the stuff that she frowns upon is like that she would no, hate, right? Yeah, this is also hate. good. You know? That's so funny. Yeah, like that's the part where I feel like there's a bit of a Rorschach test at the end where like I feel like we're because I feel like you're seeing the movie as this like, yeah, yeah, like she, you know, like she doesn't get to do what she wants to do, but effectively it's sort of the same. And I see it and think like, well, this is exquisitely painful for her. Oh, no, uh, it 100% is. Um, I mean, that doesn't mean that it's unfair. It's fair. Right. More, like, In fact, it's better than she deserved, really. But like. Uh, but I still feel like I'm aware of the ego pain of it yeah. first and foremost. Well, I mean, we, we are, uh, artists, right. And, and a lot of people listening to this are artists. Um, and artists have like, there's this feeling of like, you've built something and you've made something and, and to not be able to complete it. Cause the whole thing is it's going to this final performance she's going to do. And she doesn't get to complete it. And it doesn't and happen, like, right? And, like, there is a pain in that, 100%. But I think that's, again, the point of the movie is to sort of point, like, they never they never say woe is her. Um, because no, they don't. It's like, no, they don't do that. Yeah, You're right. Because it's like, that's not the point. The tragedy of the movie isn't that she didn't get to complete her art. It's the consequence. It's like, yeah, you fucked up. You, you did shitty things. And... Um, you know, that's what happens. Uh, and like, I, it's not trying to lament that because I don't think that's the point, but you can't help to as an artist. I'm sure, again, I'm sure this, uh, like musicians watching this probably feel it more than us, where it's like, there, there is an element there of I'm sure like, oh, you know, the art side, like, that's a shame for her. Uh, but not enough. But not enough to, to feel different yeah, about how it is. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Because again, it's like, well, she did all this shitty stuff. She's a terrible person. So, you know, uh, it's it's also what, you know, it's like you said, it, it's probably more than she deserves ultimately because she's still in a position of power. Um, but I do think like there, obviously the movie is, it, it's like, I, I would I would argue this is like any other movie like Scarface or Goodfellas, where like it's from the bad person's perspective, which doesn't mean that it's like, or because it's from that perspective, you can't help but to sometimes feel for the character because that's who you're watching, right? When when the person goes to jail or whatever, um, audiences can like feel sympathy because it's a very human portrayal of someone doing monstrous things. They're not trying to make her a mustache twirling villain. Um, no, they're trying to make so her a like, human being that did this. Yeah. Right. And us being human beings with empathy are going to feel empathy. Uh, that's just going to happen. 
So I don't know. I, I, I think it's okay to watch this movie and feel a little bad as long as, you know, you, you like, and I think most people watching this movie clearly know what the movie's trying to say. Yeah, I think that's and, right. Yeah, yeah. It's unflinching in a, in a good way, but it's also not, it's not trying to dance on anybody's grave. Like it's, it's trying to be, right. I think as matter of fact as this can be, uh, without, without losing point of view entirely. Right, you know, like it's it's not it's, it's not saying like ah cancel Carl Cherry, am I right? Like it's no, not it's a hundred percent not saying it's that. Also, yeah. it's also not saying like look at this terrifying demon. This it's not American Psycho. It's not she's a sociopath. Although she's she's a narcissist. She's she's definitely like has very little consideration for others. She has a lacking of empathy. There's a few moments like the thing that she did with her daughter is pretty wild, man. Like and the, oh yeah the the way that she treated her assistant who had yes. worked for her for years is pretty wild. She's a, she's a bad person for she's sure. She's cruel for sure. She's very cruel. But it's yeah, it's painting a non-cartoonish picture of this person. She kicks her which wife is what out I of think makes it work. She kicks her wife out of the car at one point, and like that didn't right. totally stick with me until the second time through. Like she's legitimately scaring her wife because she's so furious about something else that happened. And yeah. the wife's like, you know, slow down or let me get out. And the response to that is not slow down. It's then get the hell out. And it, right. it's very like, wow, man, really? You're going to treat her like that? Yeah. She's an abusive, terrible fucking person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, but like the key word, and I guess what I'm stressing is they didn't lose sight of the fact that she is, in fact, a person. And I think yeah. it's about because I think we see people, you know, online. We see we see, you know, pundits. I won't name names, but like people who have made a name for themselves saying things that are absolutely horrendous or nonsensical. And I think the question a lot of people think about now is how does that person live with themselves? How do they tell themselves those lies uh, to function day to day? And I think that's what this movie was trying to show, which is like, here's how this type here's, of person, Here's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what, how... Like we have to have empathy for them because we are trying to show you how they exist um, because that is a, because they do exist. And so it's like, you know, everybody thinks they're their own hero. Everybody thinks they're the main character. Everyone's the protagonist um, of their own story, but they never give yeah. her, they never give her a save the cat moment. I think cru no. crucially, they never she's do not that. a good person. Yeah. yeah. They don't want us to think she's a good person. No. Yeah. She's actually pretty in a way. Like when you think about it, the first time I watched this, her storming out and attacking Elliot at the actual recording seemed like, right. whoa, this got really wild. But like the second time through, it actually seemed kind of inevitable. You know, it seemed like yeah. pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. inevitable. It's mask off. It's the yeah. idea that she finally can't contain what she actually is. Yeah. And, and it's, this was taken away from her and she feels like she has a right to it. And like, yeah, the the idea of it escalating to that point, it is it is shocking, but it it also is like, yeah, everything has kind of been leading to violence, like to actual violence. Um, and it's not, it's it doesn't last long, but it's like, yeah, uh, this person, that's what she's been holding inside of her this whole time. Again, it's the idea of the lie she tells herself, which is like, no, I'm a good person, I'm a genius, you know. I deserve these things. And the moment uh, that someone confronts her about it, she kind of, you know, falls apart. I mean, uh, yeah, 
the, I mean, well, I don't even know if it's the first. It's the first time she actually had to like. Uh, there was nowhere to run, right? Like it's it's right. really that. Yeah, she's cornered. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a hell of a movie. Uh, yeah, it really is. Uh, it's a good movie. I I uh, I don't know where it stacks with all the other movies. I I I'm having. So it's funny is because like a few weeks ago we covered Ant Man and we were pretty <laughs> we were pretty bummed about it. I I want to stress this is that indie films have been very good <laughs> like last year. Uh, it's what it's like a situation where I'm like I don't know what I like best. They're all good. I'm liking them all. It's one of the first Oscars where like most of the best pictures. I'm like these are great. You know, with the save for a couple. I didn't see Fablements. Uh, I have not seen that yet. It's good. I it's bet it not is. amazing, but it's uh, you know, it's a it, it's a lot of fun. I thought it's you know like that's that's how it feels to me. Is like it's just been a really good year, uh, 2000. 22 rather for art house films uh and for dramas for like adult movies um you know i wish they were making more money than they are but this was you know this is a very good movie yeah i'm kind of bummed that i only heard about it through a screener oh you really know, like, yeah like by which i mean like i mean and also because the best picture list but like you, you never see this this movie like advertised on tv or whatever like they just don't yeah. put i mean tv it's harder. It's harder for a movie like this to reach people's eyes than it used to be. If only there was like a podcast that looked at trailers and <laughs> talked about trailers every week. Did you look at a trailer for this movie? Yes, we did. Okay. How did yeah. you How did you feel about it then? Did it live up? The to trailer it? looked awesome. Yeah. yeah. It looked honestly. It looked like it was going to go even more off the rails. Um, like watching this, I didn't know what it was about. Uh, and then obviously at a certain point you're like, oh, I know what this is about. So like from the trailers, it looked like, like, could this be fucking American psycho? Is she going to kill people? Uh, and you could argue she sort of did, but you know what I mean is like, is she going to be going around fucking stabbing people? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't turn into a legit thriller, you know, like, yeah, it doesn't need to be. No. In fact, I think it would diminish what it is in some ways. Yeah. If I had to, I have no real critique of this film. Um, I will say, like, this is a adult film. And what I mean by that is that if I was 22, uh, well, yeah, no, even me. Because I, I liked art. Like, I was a, you know, I was a film nerd. But there would still be a level of, like, oh, my God, you're talking for 10 minutes. Jesus. Especially you up know, top. You know, there's that. Especially yes, up top. I, up top. It's a slow start. And it is a slow film. It's a it simmer. A slow adult film. I would yeah. say more if I was, like, 16. Like, you know, it's not exciting. It's a it's an adult Academy Award film, you know? Yeah, it's uh yeah. It, it it's not it's it's not gonna grab you the way that uh like grab your attention the way that a, a number of uh you know, just a, a number of other thriller type films might. Uh it's not flashy, it's very subdued. Like like for instance, this color this film's color palette is mostly brown, gray, and blue. You know, yeah. like it's not, it's never very flashy. No, uh, it's not. Yeah. It's really Mark Strong doesn't, he doesn't shoot or anybody. He doesn't do anything cool and Guy Ritchie shit. His hair is pretty amazing though. Yeah. His hair. Yeah. His that, hair is. That hair is really, yeah, yeah. That's a star for sure. Yeah. But yeah. And, and, and the thing is, it's like, again, nothing against this movie. Uh, some movies are like that, but we, you can also make movies that are more exciting that also are good. Um, but again, not a hit about this movie because I don't know. They, uh, I, 
there's no like there's nothing I would change, you know? Like I wouldn't make this like everything everywhere. <laughs> I wouldn't like No. Like make it zany. It it's telling the story it needs to tell in the way it should be telling it. Uh and again, that's why it's, you know, nominated and shit. It's a good movie. It deserves it. Um, uh I think it's a good film and uh I think for so far it's my favorite of the year. Yeah, it's no Ant-Man, but like yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's no Ant-Man. <laughs> Like, uh, uh, I mean, I know you're going to do an Oscar podcast, but uh, I'm. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know well, if, if, gonna... you, if you don't, then I guess this is probably the right place. So, like, if Everything Everywhere All at Once wins, is that a great moment for the Academy Awards or is that a surprise? Like, what? So, what do you think I about that? I think that's a shocking moment. Okay. Because I do I, too. Uh, so, yeah. So, what the Oscars to me reflects is I think the nominations are more important than what who wins because the studios decide how to, who gets nominated. They're the ones paying all the money for the campaigns. Uh, and so like the nominations, I, to me, reflect like what do studios think are the good films they made? I uh, think it's the- even more cynical than that. I think it's about making a reason for people to go see them these like art that art too. house films yeah. that they would not see otherwise at this point. That's the yeah. Goal. I, I agree with that as well. Um, but like, for example, they got mad at that actress for doing like a grassroots campaign and it's like, what's wrong with that? Why can't she do like, that? Yeah. They're mad because she didn't spend studio money. The studios didn't get to say, yes, we approve you. Like there's a Lord, there's a gatekeeping. Right. And so for that reason, the nominations never really reflect anything but like what the studios consider are the movies they want to push for this but what i was getting at is that everything everywhere all at once to me uh very like very aptly with what we're talking about here represents a new like millennial era generation of filmmaking um it's very like adult swim it's very fast fast paced silly comedy like uh you know like it's it's doing its own thing it's not dry comedy it's not slowly paced like tar is right um it does represent a new vantage and adventure into searching for meaning which to me is like what almost all these prestige films are right you know yes but i i yeah i mean the filmmaking style is like way more manic than what art is considered than prestige films typically use yes not exclusively top but of mostly that, yeah on top of that i think the point of the film it really represents a, a pain that is of our generation millennials and younger like the point of the film is this nihilism by the idea that nothing matters in this world and that you can't really get your life together and it's about this you know young girl's relationship with her mom and it's and I would say of the boomers I've talked to about that film, they all go like, oh, that was really interesting and good. Uh, of the people our age I talked to, they go, that really cut through me. Like that, I, I felt seen. It meant a, like that movie, The Message, because it's dealing with this idea of like nihilism. Like, is are, do we even have a fucking future, you know? Um, and so that to me, that all circles the question of if it wins... It means that the people voting are way more tuned. Yeah, 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 are way more in tuned with that than I would have expected them to be. Uh, So I I would be surprised. I cannot believe they nominated it. 
uh, and not because it's bad. I think it's great, but it, it really already suggests they understand it better than I thought. Same. It um, was it, it, hard. Same. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it, it, also it's possible the Academy might be getting a little younger. Uh, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, are you know? they dying? Are they dying out? And they're like, this, that's what it feels like to me. There's yeah. still some stuff where, like, I for one think if Avatar is up for best picture, uh, there's room for, like, Till. <laughs> there's room for uh, The Woman King, uh, I would argue. Yeah, they, which didn't, was, they, didn't, uh, yeah. they didn't like that one. Yeah, which I think, again, if Avatar's up for it, fucking put The Woman King up there. That was a better movie as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Um, so like there's some still weirdness I would say, but it was everything everywhere was definitely a positive, like a pleasant surprise, you know? Yeah. Will it win? I don't know. I honestly, I, like you said, like it's more about the fact that it was nominated. <laughs> I was like, shit, maybe it was nominated because they're like, listen, everybody's talking about it. We don't understand it, but we, but we better let's, put it let's out. Let's give it a nod. Let's yeah. Uh, I mean, they also nominated Top Gun Maverick. Uh, yeah, they sure did. Which again, very well made and movie. Elvis. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't either. People like it. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. They really liked I, Elvis. I don't. Uh, yeah, they, they put Austin Butler up for Best Actor. Yeah, Fablemans is up, which I would argue is like it's good, but it's a movie about making movies. And I swear to Christ, if it wins, it's a movie about like, ah, so bummed. It's a movie about Spielberg making movies. So like, I think we all have to remember if literally the only person who could do this, who, 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 and, and is such a legend in everybody's mind that, uh, you know, I think it was a shoe in. Yeah. He could get on stage. They, all right. So they could announce a different best picture. And he could get on stage instead and shove everybody down and scream, and I made Jurassic like, Park. Sure, sure. And, yeah, yeah, and shove the podium down and take the award and we would let him have it. I, I mean, Schindler's List is the one to me. It's like once, oh, you, yeah, once yeah. you've made that movie, you can and it's you can win for other yeah, movies it's too. It's the same with Avatar yeah. where James Cameron's like, listen, do you, you want to give me back all the money I made for you? Because uh, I, I built this fucking studio right so it's like yeah they have a right but it, it uh, uh i don't know the point being that like yeah i think other movies had a right too if they're putting those up um but you know it is what it is i guess i yeah. uh, i know some people who i mean i haven't watched fable ones did you watch it did yeah watch I liked it? It. okay i know a few people who are you know filmmakers who uh, like Fableman's is exactly the movie they wanted to see. Like I know four or five people offhand yeah. that are like, that's it's a little the one. silly. It's a lot of the power of film. You know, they're like, there's a part where he uses the power of film <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's Spielberg. So it's like, I'm enjoying this. Um, sure. There's a, there, he, he has some, he has some self-aware scenes. I actually th- think it should have been more meta to be honest. Cause he has some meta moments, not enough. not enough. I thought, yeah, I thought the last half was a lot more fun than the first because that's when it starts getting a little more meta. I would be 100% surprised if Kate Blanchett doesn't walk away with the Oscar this year from this. She, she's, her, deserves it. I, I'm, I'm, it, I'm rooting yeah, for Michelle. Actress, yeah. I'm rooting for Michelle Yeoh though. I'm rooting for oh, her. Oh yeah. I would love that's This is what I mean is like, I can't say I want this person to win. Cause I'm looking at all these fucking movies, best director, 
best actress, best, best actor. And I'm just like, fuck, man, they all did a fantastic job. Um, like, I want, I want fucking Judd Hirsch to win best supporting actor for Fablemans. He's in one scene mm, mm. and he, he comes in like a fucking tornado. Stranger and things have happened, right. my dude. Stranger. Did I you know. Ever, did you ever watch Network? Yes. Network is an incredible. And I want to say two people basically won acting awards for that movie that were in one scene. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, it can happen. Yeah. And there's the legacy awards where they're like, yeah, you're going to die soon. Let's give you an award. Um, True. But the point being that there's other supporting actors fucking, uh, 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 damn it. Who's up? I forget who's up. There's like the Banshees. There's everything everywhere. There's so many fucking people. You gotta give it to Brandon Gleason, right? For Banshees of Anishin? I don't know. Man, he's so good in that movie. It's like... That's what I'm saying. Everybody's uh, so good in all yeah, the movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're all good. And that's what that's the struggle I'm having where I'm like... At the end of the day, I'm like... It's one of the first times where I'm like... For the most part, whoever they name, I'm like, cool. You know? Uh, uh, there's some that I like more for politics and stuff. Um, but like... Fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean for real yeah. yeah and so yeah like every like like um uh uh michelle yo i'd love to get it you know kihoi kwan fucking best supporting actor again that would that would warm my heart I it hope, would warm I, my heart i would love to see it because it would warm my heart yeah i don't know, know if he'll get it um because again there's so many fucking people yeah it's just i, I and whatever happens i'm gonna personally be pretty happy because i'm like you're all winners in my book. Because you, because you're, you were born happy, Dave. You, you bring yeah. the happiness with you. This isn't a case of like La La Land, you know what I mean? Where like, where I'm just like, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> one of these things snuck by and made everybody think it was really good. Um, for the most part, of the movies I've seen that are up for Best Picture and stuff, I think they all deserve to be on there. So. I but I haven't seen them all. Uh, oh gonna, wait, no, except for Avatar. I don't think Avatar deserves to be on there. You're gonna you're gonna hate hearing this. I didn't hate La La Land that much. Uh, I thought it was fine. I love that director. I loved Whiplash. I love Whiplash. I like. I really liked First yeah. Man, even though most people did, that cut, sort of passed people by. La La Land. I just thought it was a bad story. I thought the directing was good. Bad story. Its story was fine. Uh, yeah, it was fine. Definitely not as good as uh, Moonlight. Right? Wasn't it? Yeah. And it didn't yeah. win, so, you know. No, it ultimately did not win. Yeah, it That's tried. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, they slipped Warren Beatty almost, some money. Almost yeah. got it. <laughs> yeah, they bribed that. They bribed Dick Tracy. That's probably the most famous Oscar moment in history, right? Like, ultimately, yeah. it has to be, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, um, we're, we're not here to talk about Oscars. We did our job. Yeah. We did our job. We talked about Tar. Yeah. Uh, good film. Everybody Great should film. check it out. Yeah, definitely. It's weird if you haven't watched it and you're listening to this. Hopefully you've watched uh, it. Yeah. Adam, thank you so much for being sure. here. Is there anything you want to say to the world? Um, just any uh, any pluggies? You want to plug, plug, a, <laughs> here's some plug pl- away? Here's some pluggies. Uh Just uh, if, you're, if you're not checking out my video game podcast, One Upsmanship, uh check that out it's around it's about video games you'll really like it uh, i have other podcasts on the small beans network that you're no doubt aware of and uh that's it we have a patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed if you go on there for just five dollars a month you get access to exclusive podcasts like tom and jeff watch batman 
Fox Muller's a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Uh, we watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. I don't know. Will we do an Oscar stream? I literally haven't considered that until this moment. Oh, you're bringing it um, up, though. Yeah, and I mean, maybe I'll fucking consider it later. I don't know. Uh, if, if, I, if we do one, I'm plugging it. Uh, if we're not doing one, then we're not doing one. <laughs> Then this whole <laughs> two seconds was wasted. Go to gamefullyunemployed.com for our merch uh, and watch Tar. That's right. Again, short for short for Tarzan. <laughs> she swings around in it. Tar! 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 She should have when she attacked Mark Strong. She Tar! Tar! Yeah, she should have. She that would have been amazing. She, by the way, looks better in a suit than I will ever look. Oh yeah, like just Extremely like attractive. they really tailored. But I mean, just like they tailored her suits. Like she, like they're she's so well dressed. Yeah, like they bring attention to it. That's why I'm saying this. Oh yeah, uh, I hate it when that happens. Where you're like, yeah. you'll look better than I could ever possibly. I'll never look, look that good. That'll never. Yeah, happen. I could. Yeah. I could get NASA to dress me like to make me try to look good and it'll never be as good as Kate Blanchett. Nah. Yeah. She 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 did it. Well done. <laughs> <laughs>